On this week of Guys Talking Sports, we're going to talk about the Olympics and wrapping up for the last week with track and field. Um, Al gives us the session of the Brooklyn Nets and how he feels about the um, NBA free agency. And we'll talk about um, Carson Wentz and the Colts. Will he play? Won't he play? And who will they get to back him up? That and a whole lot more on this week of Guys Talking Sports. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the most dangerous podcast on on station. Uh, Guys talking sports as we as always here every Wednesday night, ready to talk about some sports, crack some jokes, talk some bullshit and drink H2O as I'm drinking tonight. So uh, before we get started, I want to give a shout out and introduce my two co-hosts, Big Ace and Al Boogie. Um, How you doing, Big A? I'm here, man. It's Wednesday. These days starting to fly, starting to blend. But can you believe it's August, my dude? August. Damn. <laughs> Where the hell does year go? <laughs> Fast. <laughs> Understatement. <laughs> Understatement. And right now, I was uh right now, I was uh stepped away for a second, so we'll we'll get back to him. So uh we're going to get right ahead and get started. Um, definitely, we know what the big topic right now is a whole bunch of stuff going on in NBA, NFL, but the Olympics is uh, is starting to wind down a bit. Um, we're in week number two. Uh, right now, it's all track and field. Um, Ace, I know your cousin is out there. I didn't get a chance to see if she actually performed yet or not, but um, I'm not sure if you have been paying any kind of attention to her yet or not. Um, the face means no. It's <laughs> sad because it's family. <laughs> However, um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but obviously the U.S. is um, leading the medal count by about nine. China's second, and I think Japan is third. Um, but obviously we had, you know, swimming all last week, gymnastics all last week, track and field is all this week. Um, some, some notable names have won. Um, some gold, of course, obviously women's gymnastics um, team took took silver. Um, the all around went to Suni Lee for gold. And um, Simone Biles finally was able to um, get into a competition. She got bronze on the on the um, balance beam. Um, obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on. Track and field is is really deep right now. Um, we do have like a, have to give a shout out to a couple of New Jersey New Jersey um, um, USA members had actually won gold. I can't think of their names specifically off the top of my head, but one girl from Trenton won the 800-meter race, and um, you know, one girl from Dunellen, um, Sarah McLaughlin, um, won a 200 meters last night, and I watched that, and that was a pretty good race. Um, so I'm not sure if you boys have been keeping up with the Olympics, but um, first off, Let's wrap up the Simone Biles thing. Um, she was able to perform her balance beam last um, two nights ago, won bronze. Um, what is your final takeaway from Simone Biles and, you know, her Olympic experience, you know, thus far? Do you. If your mental health comes first, your mental health comes first. You know what I'm saying? The hell with uh, the media perception, the hell with what other countries, other people have to say. You come first before anybody else. So if if what you did makes you feel better, makes you go out there and perform a little bit better, so be it. 
Ditto. Um, sorry, well, I stepped away for a second. Um, I had to get some water. Um, but I agree with Ace. Um, at this point, you could only do what you can do. And you don't worry about other people around you. You just continue to progress and do what you're supposed to do. And whenever you feel ready, that's when you know you can step up and perform. And obviously, she felt good enough to perform and win her seventh medal. So I have no problems with it, no quarrels with it whatsoever. It was on her own time, not anybody else's time. And that's how it should be. Uh, yeah, I mean, she, you know, there's a lot of pressure on her going into the Olympics. Um, a lot of pressure that the media put on her. I mean, you know, at one point it felt like the Olympics was Simone Biles and then everybody else came secondary. Um, a lot of pressure. Um, but mental health wise, she, like you said, do you, she, she, she took herself out. They still won silver, um, team without her, um, the, the girl Sydney Lee won gold um, all around, and she got her bronze, even though she kind of not did the same kind of routine she was normally have done. But, you know, all things be considered, the hell with them. There's going to be people that are going to, you know, stand up and applaud you for it. There's going to be people that are going to stand up and ridicule you for it. Um, this is unfortunately, in my opinion, going to be on her jacket for a very, very long time. It's going to take a while for some people to kind of forget forget it, uh, whether it be good or bad. But you know what? She's got a lot of medals prior to that. You know, my question is, I know she had a lot of endorsement money on the table going in and probably had a lot of endorsement money on the table, depending on how she performed going out. I wonder how that affects. And right now we've seen some of her endorse, endorsements from, I think it was Visa, I think it was either DoorDash or Grubhub, I think it was DoorDash, some other things that have been, very supportive of her right now. Let's see how much that support lasts <laughs> once the Olympic is over. I mean, I'm pretty sure they probably had a lot of marketing campaign blitzes after the fact, but, you know, money aside and all that other stuff, like you said, Ace, you do you, your health is, is paramount before everybody. And, you know, I wish her the best of luck in whatever endeavor she does thus far. And, you know, I don't know if this is her swan song. It might be, but, you know, whatever you do after this, you know, more power to you. Exactly. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, yeah, this, if, if it is her swan song, um, at least she's going out the way that she wants to, not what everybody else thinks. Mm-hmm. And at this stage, you know, it, it it's, it's rightfully so. Everybody doesn't control your narrative. Only you can control it. And I don't think she even cares about that as far as the endorsements and stuff is concerned, as they say. Her mental health is at this stage is more important for her. So again, kudos. And truth be told, she was still rooting out for her team um, while she was out to to win. So it wasn't like she was, you know, sour grapes about it or anything like that. Is that she still was rooting, cheering on her teammates, to make sure that you know, trying to assist in, in as many ways that she can um, until she eventually got back on to win that medal. So um, she controls it. That's really the bottom line. No one else can control it but her. So kudos to her for that. Definitely. Um, and, and, and a point of clarification um, is actually Sydney um, McLaughlin that won the um, 400 meter hurdles um, from Danella, New Jersey, and uh, Effing Mule from um, Trenton who won the 800, uh, 800 meters. So uh, big ups in stand up Jersey. Uh, we have. Give a shout out to the universities, man. 
I'm not I'm aware of the universities, but I know the names. <laughs> no doubt. But I'm going with Jersey, and I know one was from Donnell and went to Union Catholic High School. So Ooh. shout out to Union Catholic High School. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't shout it out when we were playing them in sports. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was thinking the same thing. Bro, no, that was that was that was that was years ago. Yeah, was, <laughs> some rivalries run deep. Yeah, that was a rivalry, boy. I tell you, no sir. I got love because you from the area, but I ain't got love for the school. Nah, 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 nah. Well, look, they rep in Jersey. I don't care about what colleges they went to because they ain't go to Rutgers. It, it, it's 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 irrelevant See, and, to me. And that's what's up. And that's that's why I up. said Jersey. That's what's up. Because you recognize the Rutgers. I recognize the Nolan. I recognize Trenton. But I'll be damned if I recognize you in Catholic. <laughs> right, so, just, so let's just keep it. Let's just let's just keep it where representing Jersey, like Smooth said. Be, be easier that way. Exactly. Um, so we know uh is there anything else you're kind of looking forward to on the last week of, of um Olympics? Or any sport that you tried to catch catch that you don't normally take a look at? I can honestly say with pure confidence that outside of today, and I managed to kind of switch some channels on the TV, and I managed to see some swimming, I'm sorry, men's water polo, and I saw women's golf. Outside of the 94 seconds that I sat there and watched them either channels, I have not watched a simple simple uh, minute of any Olympics. So no, I have no expectations. No, I'm not looking forward to anything. I just know that the United States is second in gold medals and they may not finish first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, um, I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't really watching it until I saw the event for rock climbing. And I was just I, completely... That's, that's a rock, rock climbing, climbing event? Yeah. <laughs> I kid you not. Damn. <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, wait, are you serious? Rock climbing? I yes. Is it yeah, I just I just I saw USA competing against some I forgot one of the countries. And rock climbing. Yeah, I, I had to rub my eyes a couple of times just to make sure I was watching that. Um, but yes, there is a rock climbing event um out there. Um we're, we're not talking like the indoor rock climbing where they got the little the indoor rock climbing where you oh my gosh up. really indoor rock climbing at that indoor rock climbing where you climb Nothing. up and then you have to tap some type of um button up the, at the top you don't ring a bell but you tap the button to claim that you're the first to reach the top but the, next fact, you know, the next thing you know what shooting marbles are going to be a damn Olympic sport <laughs> look I, I, I can't I all I know is that when I saw it, I was I was like, oh, is this really the Olympics or is this really something else? And sure enough, it is an event. Well, they got a they got a they got a men's um and women's uh like 20k 20k walk where they do that power walk stuff. So I guess you can have rock climbing. Yeah, oh, actually, let me first say if you can have badminton, then you can have freaking rock climbing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All I'm waiting for them is to, to include video games and it's a wrap. <laughs> it's actually called sport climbing. And video games are coming, trust me. <laughs> uh oof. Oh yeah. Well, I've heard yeah, yeah, I, I could see it. Uh, if it gets enough, yeah, I oh, can see it. It's enough. Well, I mean, to be honest, Call of Duty one, 
Nah. All you need is a Fortnite one. <laughs> they have that though. They, I mean, to be honest, they already have that in esports. I just, I, but to be honest, that would be interesting if they ever bring that to the Olympics because I know that they have esports and everything combined in that, but for it to be split between different countries, that to be honest, that would get the youth generation watching. <laughs> Which is why they have, in my opinion, all these other new sports like surfing and the BMX biking, you know, BMX bike stuff and skateboarding, which is a, a new event this year. So they kind of put stuff in and pull stuff out, like you said, um, uh, to kind of generate youth. Do I see esports going in there? I don't see why not. They could definitely generate more revenue and advertisement that way in that I sport you, alone. So I tell you, I, man, we love it. <laughs> however do do i think the stuffy ioc would actually go that route because you know do they want to are they willing to give goals to just people sitting in chairs and playing video games that's the part i'm a little yeah no i agree with I, you on that <laughs> you have to be, you have to have a i think you have to have a little bit more progressive younger minds in charge of the ioc to maybe even consider that because right now they're probably going to be like that's not a sport. You, we see it as a sport, but they don't see it as a get out your chair, do something sport. Yeah, without yeah, that is true. And truth be told, will they with the whole country invest in bringing a younger generation in? That it's kind of you know, how can I put this? Maybe not as professional as other sports are at this stage. Um, but then again, we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of people that are so many that's completely different that's a part participating in the Olympics now. So it could be a diverse crowd where people may get more involved into it. And they're going to bring video games and competitive eating. Those are the next two they're going to bring into that joint. I don't want to see competitive eating. I don't think that's Olympic sport. <laughs> Dude, that yeah. <laughs> it may not Keep- be an Olympic sport, but damn it, you got to have you got to have something to be able to do what the hell they do. <laughs> Man, keep that where it is. Keep that at freaking Nathan's on July 4th eating some damn hot dogs. <laughs> and, and to be honest, I, 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 I think that they're going to definitely think of other um, activ- others activities that is going to be more, you know, acceptable for the younger generation. I mean, truth be told, like with this sport climbing thing, like, it, a lot of people is going to be looking at that a little bit more than people realize. Um, so I think they're looking at different, they're testing the waters on different um, activities um, that people can participate in. Um, but truth be told, like, it's going to be interesting to see how they do it going forward, because I know they're going to be introducing a lot of different sports out there. And it's just a matter of who's going to willing to participate. Like, Half of the U.S. doesn't do half of the things that they have. I mean, maybe 25% of what um, activities are out there, like Batman or something like, you know, something that you would rarely see someone in the U.S. would do. So there's a lot of different countries out there that are looking at other things that majority of the people do, love other countries do on a regular basis. Um, I think that they're just testing the waters on, testing out what particular sport is right and new so that people would want to work on training and maybe participating in. Yeah, but like I said, Ace, I, I would I be surprised if one day they'd toss it in there? I would it would not shock me. 
but mm-hmm. I'm 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 a little leery that they would pick, pick that sport to go. <laughs> if they could put in indoor rock climbing, anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong; that takes skill. It ain't easy, but for them to put something like that in there, it wouldn't shock me in the least. Just like you said. Yeah, upside note, I do want to say I, one thing that I keep missing that I was always intrigued was the decathlon. Um, oh, I think that that's something that uh, to see all these athletes do all these events, like something like that, I, I, I'm very interested in. It might not be at their best, but the fact that they do it. I did see a smidget of the hammer throw. I don't know where I was. Oh, I know where I was. I went to go pick up some dinner either Saturday or Sunday. And man, I saw this dude throw that damn hammer. Woo! Was, was it a hammer throw? Yeah, that's when they do that little circle and throw that little rock. Yeah, I think it's, I guess it's a hammer throw. Is the hammer or shot put? Yeah, it was a hammer. Definitely the hammer. I know the shot put because I did shot put in high school. I didn't do the hammer. Um, yeah, that was <laughs> that was dope. And shout out to uh, playing for high school uh, girls track. Uh, track and field is uh, definitely the shot putters back in the 90s with Nicole Sims and uh, and Kimberly Hicks. I know none of y'all people know what the hell I'm talking about. They were number one and number two in the country back when we were in high school. Clemson, Penn State stand up. And I think about former Olympians, them two. Them two were dope. Yeah, and definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they did go to the Olympics and, and, and Kim Hicks, rest in peace, babe. Yes. Um, I can't say they went to the Olympics. That I don't know, but I I know them two plus the the girls sprinters on our squad that year, ninety two, ninety three. They were recognized nationally. Yeah, definitely. Just this this little nostalgia on my part. That's all. <laughs> I would like to say that um I I did watch um I was watching the the might have been a, a few nights ago um. I happen to be watching this because wifey likes to watch all the Olympic stuff. So in order to get away from watching, you know, gymnastics every friggin' night, I got to turn to other stuff. <laughs> so I wound up watching the women's shot put and the um, women's hammer throw. Yo, it was some women out there that, you know, not trying to be funny or jokingly, but it was some women out there that was more diesel than some dudes. <laughs> yes, sir. Even some, I had to really kind of squint my eye and be like, <laughs> "Are you not a dude?" <laughs> even even wife was looking like, I was just just kind of like looking kind of extra hard, like, "Hmm." Yeah, well, you know, hey man, look, I saw that. I definitely know it was a guy that I saw throw that damn thing because he looked humongous, and he was just doing his thing, and he threw that thing. I think. I don't know if it's, I guess it's, it's yards. I, th- I know you threw it more than 75 yards. And I was just like, damn. <laughs> I was impressed. I got looked at the TV. I was like, hmm. And I just went about doing what the hell I was doing. That was that. So that goes into <laughs> 94 seconds that I watched the Olympic coverage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, shout outs to Raven Saunders for winning her Olympic medal um, in the shot put as well. I mean, I know with the protests and everything that's been going on that she did, but still got to give credit where credit was due. So um, shout outs to her. Um, 
she she talked about everything that was going on, especially like with the LGBT community and everything like that. But you know, she was very vocal and protest at the podium. Um, so I, you have to give credit where credit is due. She she didn't hold her tongue. She was very vocal about that, and you definitely you know uh, you have to give credit because she did her job. She did what she needed to do to medal. So shout out to her. And um, even though the IOC was trying to um, investigate her protest, um, it still doesn't stop for her being an Olympic medal. So kudos to that. Yeah, and shout out to her and her family because uh, I was watching. I didn't get to see if she she did medal. I think she got bronze or silver, one of the two. Yeah. Um, she had a funky uh, face mask on, which I thought was kind of that's the whole because the fly that was fly. But um, big ups to her and the family because I think they said she found out that I think like the day after um, her mom had passed. So, yeah. you know, definitely big shout out to to her and her peoples. Um, before we go into the Olympics, um, I have to slightly touch because I don't really because I'm not even caring about the team. But the USA basketball team, do we think they got their act together enough to medal? And if so, are they going to bring home a gold? Uh, I don't know. I mean, because Shupito, I said this for the jump, like the international teams are serious. They're more team oriented at this point. Um, their talent right now is keeping them in play, to be honest with you. Their talent is definitely keeping them in play, but we'll see how I, I, I it could go 50 50 for me. I mean, I don't see where they're going to be continuing dominating. Um, especially if they play um, Slovenia and Luka Doncic. That's going to be an interesting game if those two come together, especially for the medal. So I'll put it like this. I'm not going to say that they're together, but they're hanging They're hanging tough um, at this stage. They're, they're coming together at the right time. Now, whether or not they will finish it is, remains to be seen. Uh, well, I mean, I hope they win gold. I mean, that's the whole point of you sending your, you know, your, the, the NBA's best, whether it be tier one, tier two, or tier three, which this is a, a nice mixture of one, two, one, two, and three. Um, but I mean, hey, I, I think the loss in the beginning was a wake up. Uh, from my understanding, they've pretty much won all their games, you know, moving forward. Now, I think they play Australia in the semis. Uh, let's see how they, uh, let's see how they, uh, they match up. Cause you know, Patty Mills is going to go out there and show his ass. So let's see if they can match his energy. If they can't, then they win silver. You know, it, I, it just, I'm sorry, bronze. It just is what it is at that point. If they, hold up, what? Then, of course, yeah. no, they may not even win bronze, depending, because I think they would have to play the loser of the other quarter to determine if they get bronze. So, <laughs> uh, with that being said, if they lose, they better hope they win bronze. <laughs> and they better hope they, they come back with something. They better not be the first team to never come back with, with nothing at all. At least as far as I know, there's never been a squad that came that's with NBA players and they, they've never medaled in the Olympics. But I guess there's a first for everything. <laughs> uh, I do I 
I'm with you, Al. I'm 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 skeptical. I I think they're starting to get the act together. Um, but you got some heavy hitters out there. I mean, they played Spain and um, uh, who dropped 38 on them? I can't think of his name right now. Rubio, you know, Rubio dropped 38 on them. <laughs> and they even played Luca, and Luca dropped close to 38 on somebody the other um, uh, uh, two nights ago. So they're definitely there to be got. I mean, be got. Um, but I think they'll find a way to do just enough to get a medal. Whether it be gold, silver, or bronze, I can't say, but I think they'll do just enough to get by. But they're not going to wow anybody. That's sad, right? Yeah. The NBA's finest, and they're just enough to get by to get a medal. Well, technically, majority of the remaining teams have NBA's finest. So, I mean, it's it's U.S. against Australia and Slovenia against France. So, there are some heavy hitters there. Um, Oh, Lucas with Slovenia? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. And they've been, I think they had the best record right now in the, in the Olympics at this stage, but um, Slovenia, and they're going to be playing against France who has Ruby Gobert. Um, I think Evan Fournier is still on there. So they have a lot of good teams that are still left. So this is not going to be a cakewalk. Um, I, I'm not even going to say, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's too unpredictable at this moment because Australia could come back and win easily as well. And no one would be surprised. To be honest, any of the four teams could win easily and no one would be surprised because they have NBA stars on the team or NBA players at the, on the team. So even though the U.S. has, quote unquote, their best, I don't think that it would be enough if Australia, France, and Slovenia all have NBA players as well as better chemistry so this is going to be an interesting semifinals um have you heard how booker uh and the two cats from uh milwaukee's uh faring out considering i get Chris Middleton and on drew holiday yeah how they're faring as far you know considering they they didn't really have much of a rest coming right off the finals and they go straight in, you know, uh, how are they doing? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't even checked the games because their games is on like late in the middle of the night. So I haven't really checked. All I'm looking at is just the scores and see who moved on and see who lost. Right. Um, so I, I, I can't answer that question. Um, but I will say that it looks like from what I've heard lately, these past couple of games, like KD is playing, K- is being KD. Um, so is Dame Lillard. So um, if they're carrying it, then it shouldn't be a problem. But you can never say never at this stage. So um, I don't know how Booker, um, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton are playing. I, to be honest, I, I can't even answer that question. Gotcha. Yeah, I haven't heard either. I mean, I mean, the, the coverage as far as the Olympics has not really been NBA basketball heavy to begin with. So, I mean, yeah. they're they're almost like an afterthought. Matter of fact, basketball period has almost been like an afterthought. I forgot that they actually had um, um, baseball as the Olympics until I actually happened to turn on TV and I saw <laughs> the U.S. playing the Dominican Republic. I'm like, oh. I forgot right. they brought that back. Right, right. The U.S. actually beat the, the Dominican Republic, which is kind of crazy. Uh, because, uh, you know, the U.S. sends their, their best college players when it comes to baseball. <laughs> they don't even send their top in, in, 
obviously they don't send their top MLB players, but they send their top collegiate players in baseball. And considering they beat the Dominican Republic, I thought that was pretty damn good. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure a lot of baseball teams have probably got a couple of them cats on the uh, you know, mm-hmm. on their roster, their payroll are probably looking at them like, don't go there and get fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know this. <laughs> So we're going to let that um, that basketball kind of segue into the hot NBA free agency that jumped Wait, off. Before you do that, just I'm looking at the stats of last game. And um, so um, Dame had 11. Chris Kevin Durant had 29. Chris Middleton had only two points. Um, Drew Holiday had 12 points and Devin Booker had nine points. Oh, OK. So just to give you a. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that was from last game. Right, 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 right. Gotcha. I know, I know they got to be tired, especially uh, Drew Holiday and uh, and Chris Middleton, just because they know they won and then coming off that high and they can't even really celebrate and relax. They had to go straight to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And they both yeah. – all three of them are averaging like 20 minutes per game. So, Dude, Chris Middleton, step it up, dog. Two minutes, two, two points in 20 minutes? Oh, gosh. He's a champion. I don't think he's that. (laughs) He ain't that dialed in right now. (laughs) He ain't even that dialed in right now. So, yeah, I feel you. He's like, the hell with this. I got my damn my world championship. I'm good. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) But um, like I said, a nice segue into the NBA free agency with all the buzz going along. I am not going to even read off all the people that went somewhere. Just read off the highlights. We know. Russell Westbrook ended up as a Laker, Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony, um, a whole bunch of other cast of characters ended up on the Lakers. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie is a wizard, will, will be a wizard. Um, Kemba is getting bought out by OKC and is going to join the, the Knicks. Oladipo stays with the Heat. <laughs> They're going back to the Heat. Going back to him, sorry. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, and the name escapes me right now. Who just went to the Heat as well? Um, talking about um, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry went to the Heat. So out of all the plethora of moves that have went on thus far, and probably a few more that will go on over the next, you know, 24 to 48 hours, has there been any moves specifically that has caught your eye? Or, or do you think anybody has significantly improved you know what I'm really digging? I'm loving some of the homegrown big threes. And I'm loving some of how these kind of big threes are kind of developing. Like, I have no idea how the next big three is going to work with Kemba Walker, uh, uh, Ruben Randall, not Ruben Randall, um, Julius. Julius Randall and, uh, and Barrett. But I kind of like that big three. I mean, nobody's going to rival the big three in Brooklyn. I, I love the big three now in Miami. I kind of like the big three in Chicago, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> That's, I never thought I would sit there and say, you got a ball, brother. You got DeRozan and you got uh, – and what's his name? Uh, Zach. Who? Zach Levine. Yeah, Zach, Yes. That's not your typical big three, but yo, I, I kind of like it. I kind of, I, I kind of think that they're going to be sneaky good next season. It's, 
believe it or not, I'm kind of excited about this upcoming season just because of the way things are kind of progressing. And I like how things are kind of shifting from west to east. Like your eyes are going to be more focused on how the East Coast, the, you know, the Eastern Conference is playing this time this year around as opposed to the West because the Clippers ain't this shit. Golden State ain't this shit. Portland ain't this shit. Uh, Utah ain't this shit. Uh, <laughs> Denver, I don't even know. I, I can't really say. They might have done a little something based on your head nod. Uh, we know the Lakers did something. Um, San Antonio, who knows what the hell they're doing. Uh, <laughs> Dallas is just being Dallas. Uh, Memphis ain't this shit. So obviously it's the Lakers and the rest of the Western Conference and everything that just happened in the East. And I think it's so intriguing. So I definitely have my uh, my eyes open this, this coming NBA season and kind of pay, really paying attention because I was just so sick and tired of the dominance on one side of, uh, one side of the conference. It, it, it almost seems like there might be a little bit of parity, a little bit of balance. Hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. Let me say talk about Brooklyn. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, I'm, I'm just first things first. Um, I think really out of all the teams, um, the biggest winner for me was the Miami Heat, um, without question. As a matter of fact, I'm going to dare say that Miami Heat is going, with the changes that they made, the Miami Heat right now is going to be somewhere either in the Eastern Conference Finals or in the Finals at this stage. Um, even though Kyle Lowry, I think, was a step up, I think the key person that they got besides resigning Jimmy Butler, I think the key person that they got was PJ Tucker. And oh, yes. I think that was a drop that the Bucks fumbled completely on because they are not going to be that same gritty team as it was before. They're not going to have that same lockdown defender. To be honest, Miami Heat is going to be a very great defensive team, regardless. Jimmy Butler, PJ Tucker, Bam on a bottle, bottle, bottle. And um, Kevin Lowry, Kevin Lowry's grittiness—they're going to be a real scary team in the East. Don't forget about uh, Oladipo now. Well, yeah, but Oladipo—I don't see him coming to being a starter at this stage. Um, that's, want, that's a great—that's a great piece to come off the bench. No, that's a great piece if he stays healthy. Yeah, that's the bottom line. If he stays healthy, then that just solidifies them more one step as being a dangerous team in the Eastern Conference, without question. I think Milwaukee, even though they made they kept some of the core pieces, which was supposed to do, I think losing P.J. Tucker is going to be the Achilles heel for them. Um, but you're right. Majority of the teams got better um, in some way, shape, or form. I'll, let me reframe that. In the Eastern Conference, some of the bottom teams that made the playoffs got better. That's where, I, that's where I should be coming at. Um, I think Miami, definitely. I think the Knicks, for whatever reason, they should be able to improve as well. To be honest, I put them in a the position where the Hawks were this year. Um, so even though the Hawks got back John Collins, um, it's going to be a great series. Like Eastern Conference has got a lot of teams to worry about. But the one person that I feel for truly feel for at this stage right now with everything that went down is Damian Lillard because out of everything that they've done 
out of everything that all the other free agents did, the teams did to get free agents, out of all the stuff that they did, to lose Carmelo Anthony is one thing. But to not make any moves in free agency when you know that Dame Leonard is pleading for management to do something. Like, truth be told, if I'm a Portland Trailblazer fan, and the fact that nobody has done nothing to help solidify with Dame, that's going to be a problem because he's going to leave. He is going to leave. And I know that they was talking about different destinations and everything like that, but rightfully so, he should leave. Like, and I, 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 I rarely say this, but at this point, I feel bad for him because he needs a lot of help. And the fact that they're not even acknowledging that, they cannot get upset when Dame Leonard leaves because they have done nothing in free agency. You lose players, but don't do anything to improve the roster. Like, I, I feel for him. I really do. And no one's talking about that. Like, all the stuff that free agents went through, the Washington Wizards is going to be better because they got Spencer Dinwiddie. Everybody needed a point guard. The Knicks got their point guard. Wizards got their point guard. The Knicks got several. <laughs> well, they, trust and believe that now that they know that um, Kimber is coming there, a lot of people, the, some of their point guards is going to be gone. Frank Miller Keeler, for one, I, I would not be surprised it's still going to be there. He'll end up in Portland. Huh? He'll end up in Portland. But that's my point. Like, <laughs> we'll end up in Portland? he said that Frank Miller Keeler will end up in Portland. <laughs> but that's my that's my point. My point is, is that who are you really getting? And the fact that Portland hasn't done that, like, I, I cannot, I, I, I really feel for Dame Leonard because He's going there pleading, begging, ever since with the start of the head coach. Like, hey, look, I need some help. Like, if you don't give me enough help, I'm leaving. And he's saying this time and time again. He's pulling the Aaron Rodgers of the, at this stage because he's warning them exactly what he's looking for, and they're not providing for them. Like, both Carmelo Anthony and Enos Kanter left. So, and, and, and Whiteside. And Whiteside. Yes, Exactly. So all these people are leaving, and you have done nothing to replenish that team to make that team better. And then people are wondering why Dame Leonard is so eager to – is so frustrated all the time because, truth be told, y'all not doing anything to help. Agreed. And I, I will say this, one more thing. Um, as far as the Brooklyn Nets is concerned, because um, I wasn't really going to say it, but as far as the Brooklyn Nets is concerned, I will say this. Um, I understand that they're capped and understand because of the three players that they have, that they really don't have any room to improvement. Mm -hmm. But as a Brooklyn Nets fan, and I, I, get, I say this with the utmost respect, y'all put this on yourselves. <laughs> y'all really did. And what's crazy about it is, is that I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be surprised if none of the big three did any recruitment whatsoever. But yet every other team in free agency is doing whatever it takes to improve their squad. And I'm going to say this again. If Brooklyn doesn't do whatever it takes, and that also means looking at all your accounts, all your, your players, all see who's available if they don't do that to the utmost and the problem with the Brooklyn Nets is that they're keeping their core pieces or keeping players to keep their big three happy it's mm -hmm. not going to work it's not going to work and truth be told 
I'm not even banking on y'all to make it into the conference finals until I see exactly what y'all do in a free agency. The fact of the matter is when you let go, when you trade Spencer Dinwiddie and get nothing but round first and second rounders back because of the fact of the matter is, is that the players that was in that playoff, that trade that you didn't want because these big three have these big contracts and now you can't wiggle your way about getting other key pieces in. The fact that you got Patty Mills is one thing and I'm pretty sure everybody's happy about that but what are you going to do with the rest of the roster that you have you have 14 active rosters and you don't have a significant idea of what you're going to do to improve the roster you bring back certain people on a one-year contract but yet what are you going to do for the future and truth be told if the big three and i say Kyrie, kd and james harton is not doing anything to improve or recruit new players into the system then you're not going to win a championship because of the simple fact is is that it's between three players and the fact is is that you don't want they don't even want to recruit people to come to the team the team is not going to do better if you don't help them and i'm saying this to the big three if you want to win a championship don't rely don't get upset when the with the management if they bring in only the, like the small calendar, the, the lower tier people on a one year salary. If you want to recruit, recruit people, do whatever it takes to get the people that you need. There should be no reason why they should have no conversation with PJ Tuck or at least have some type of conversation with some of the free agents. I'm pretty sure that management don't know where free agents will come to the Brooklyn Nets because of the big three. And the fact of the matter is, is this. You need, and I'm saying this like, like all jokes aside, for the Brooklyn Nets to make it to the Eastern Conference Final, it can't be with the big three alone. They need key pieces to make it into, look what my, Milwaukee did. They brought in P.J. Tuck. They brought in Poppy Portis. What are you doing? And I'm saying this because I want Brooklyn to understand that you can't do this with just the big three. And I give kudos to every other team out there signing free agents as well because they're doing it to make improvements. Patty Mills, Javon Carter are only two pieces. What else are you going to do? And I know I'm hearing talks about LaMarcus Aldridge come, might be coming back out of retirement. It's all well and good. But at the end of the day, don't tell me that you want to keep DeAndre Jordan, who you left at the back of the bench because of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Sometimes you're going to have to drop some people to improve that roster. And truth be told, you're wasting $10 million on DeAndre Jordan. And if you're going to do that, you better use him. Don't have him keep sitting at the rotation in the back of the bench and don't use him because you're wasting money that could be given to other players that can be utilized. That's the problem with management because they're letting the top big three run the asylum and don't have control. And that's a problem. And if Brooklyn don't get their act together, they're never going to win a championship, period. I'm done with that. I don't want to hear nothing about Brooklyn else no more until I see what else they do. Because if they don't do anything else, I'm truth be told, as much as I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan, I will tell you that you will not make the championship again, period. Not with this the way this is constructed. There was a better squad with D'Angelo Russell, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie and all these other players because at least they have put a team together where the team was cohesive and better together as a team. You don't have a team yet. And if you don't have a team yet, your big three doesn't consist, it doesn't constantly construct as a team. As a matter of fact, I'll throw DeAndre Jordan in the mix. Your big four is not a team. 
Bottom line, you need a team aspect, a team together. And until you get your act together, I cannot put you as a top team in the Eastern Conference. If you want to be a top team in the Eastern Conference, you need to prove it with whatever team you have. And until that happens, I don't want to hear nothing about Brooklyn being the best. He could be the best in odds on anything. But until I see them work together, I don't got them as being a part of the finals. I see Philadelphia. I see Milwaukee. I see Miami. I see I even put in the Knicks and Atlanta. I see them more better constructing to the Eastern Conference final as of right now until I see what the Brooklyn Nets do all together. And if you think that that's the case, prove me wrong, Brooklyn Nets. If you think that is the case, make sure you do whatever it takes to rise to the top with whatever team that they put together and make sure you do it as a team. Because if it's just the three of y'all, if one of y'all gets injured, y'all not going to make it, period. And I'll give kudos to all the other teams that are improving. Like, I even give kudos to the Lakers. And I rarely do that because they added Russell Westbrook. They went and got Carmelo Anthony. They signed Dwight Howard. They brought back some of the people on a one-year team and one-year deal. And truth, the truth is, is that, yes, they're old. They're, at, they're up in age, whatever the case may be. But at least management is doing something. What can we say about Brooklyn Nets management? You can't just get back to <laughs> you, just can't get, you just can't get back second round picks for Spencer Dinwiddie. You need to encapsulate yeah. more people, more, more, do the best that you can. That's where I'm coming from. And I'll still represent Brooklyn Nets all day, but as a fan, but truth be told, I'm not a happy camper. That's just me. I know I'm not alone as a Nets fan. Sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to blow that up, but uh, like people are getting up, uh, like keep running like Brooklyn is going to do something. I don't see that. I don't see that. And they need to prove me wrong. Truth be told. I'll apologize once they make it to the finals and if they win a championship or whoever they go after. But until then, mm, I'm not, I'm not beat for that right now. Sorry. Did that work? <laughs> No. Oh, damn. You didn't I hear it. Didn't hear it. Did didn't hear it. Hear the, oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Tell me. Tell me. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on a sec. I need to know if this, this stuff works. Did you hear that? I heard something. Yeah. That's the that's that's a bomb. <laughs> yeah, cool. Drop a couple of bombs on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I I I I didn't want to talk about Brooklyn because I knew that that's where it's going to eventually lead up. But it's um, um, the NBA free agency to me was very entertaining. And it still is. It still is because I never expected some of the stuff that happened happened. I knew Spencer Dinwiddie was going to leave Brooklyn. That was the foregone conclusion. Um, didn't know where he was going to go, but, you know, I knew he was going to leave. Um, but I give kudos to him as well because he definitely represented Brooklyn the best that he could. And Brooklyn at least gave him a chance. I'm not mad at that at all. Oh, I can't wait to do that. I'm going to make sure I'm going to queue up a few of those. <laughs> Goddamn. Ow. Let me find out you was on that stage last night in the garden with the locks and the dip set uh, versus battle, man. Let me let me find out you was out there with them. <laughs> Bringing I, I, the fire. I didn't. He, I heard it was, well, I, I'm not going to say I heard, I heard it was. I heard it was Jada, Jada versus dip set. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of heard that too, but. I, I heard Jada kill the ball. <laughs> kind of heard that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jada, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all you can say at this point. And then I, I read something where they said it should be the whoever whoever won that should battle G unit. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that would be that would been better. It'd have, it'd have been locks or G unit really would have been locks and, and fitty. <laughs> and I think oh, no. and I think Fitty might have. I don't know, man. Banks, Banks is Banks was dope back in the day. Banks, Banks ain't got that many hits. Huh? <laughs> Banks ain't got that many hits. Even with the G Unit album, he ain't got that many hits. He yo, he got a few. Banks ain't he got he ain't got the game got hits. more than more than he, Banks. The game was with G Unit for but but a half a half minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another conversation for. I was about to say that <laughs> oh, yeah, for another day. But anyway, um. You know, Al, I, there's nothing I can say about that because I agree. Um, as far as the Nets, your your assessment with the Nets. <laughs> um, however, ain't much they can do about it because you got when you got ninety percent of your money tied up in three people, it ain't shit else you can really do. <laughs> and yeah. it ain't got a whole lot of draft picks to kind of you know screw around because they ain't got that many going forward for the next few few more years. So. They are, in my opinion, like the Clippers on the West Coast. You made your bed, you got a lie in it, True. and you're going to have to ride it out. Um, Kawhi opting out, he'll probably sign back more, more than likely, but they got no choice. You gave up so much to a, to get Kawhi by getting Paul George. It's championship a bust, if you got to ride this shit out till the wheels come off. So they're stuck. There's nothing they can do. They have no chips to work with. They have no assets to trade. You're stuck with Kawhi. You're stuck with Paul George and whoever they can bring in. And at this particular point, they're not going to win a championship. The Nets didn't lose, didn't gain. But I agree with you. The Miami Heat have definitely improved, and they're going to be much better. Um, Milwaukee's going to take a slight hit by losing P.J. Tucker because they're going to lose that that dog, that person that's going to be intimidating. Um I'm still under the belief that the Milwaukee Bucks championship is a, is a slight fluke. Um, hmm. However, um, all things being considered, if everybody comes back, the Nets by the sheer, their big three should be the favorites, but I'm with you out. I don't know if they make it past the Eastern Conference Finals because their health is all over the place, True, right? mentally and physically. I can't guarantee that KD um Kyrie and James Harden are going to be together for the full season I have more faith in KD and James Harden I have absolutely no faith in Kyrie because I don't know what he plans on doing from day to day um the Knicks eh. the Knicks getting Kim Walker didn't make him didn't didn't make him any better didn't make him any worse <laughs> but they didn't do anything with screwing themselves up um but the Heat, in my opinion, are the real winners thus far. As far as the Lakers and everybody thinking that they're going to win with that old team they got over there, okay. Hey, hey, LeBron, LeBron wants you to keep talking about them being old. So I've heard. He wants you to keep talking about that. He wants you to keep that same energy. So oh, you didn't see his tweet? Yeah. Good. I want I want him to go back in his history book so he because always says he's a NBA savant or historian. Last time the Lakers decided to bring on a whole bunch of old people and just gut their team and have a little bit as far as a bench a couple of years oh. back. 
you had Shaq, you had Kobe, you had Gary Payton, you had Carmelo. How'd that work out? And I'm going to keep that same energy when the finals come around. Because if they don't make it to the finals, I'm going to be like, which I don't think they will, guess what? They'll make it out the first round, but that team is all going to run out of gas. And AD, I those injuries don't go away at his height and his weight because he don't keep himself up. Russell Westbrook will get him out of the first round, but outside of that, I don't know. I, to be honest, I agree. I mean, because you, even though you add all these top talented, talent, you, you still need shooting. So they got to shoot because it ain't. They, they, it, it, they signed Kent Bazemore and, and some other crap. Uh, other I'm going to say this again. Who are you going to have to shoot? Clint Bazemore, as much as a good as as a shooter here he is, he's not going to be that one that's going to consistently hit threes. I'm sorry, and who? I mean, Melo has a better percentage than Kent Bazemore, oh, wow. so you have to factor a lot of stuff in. I mean, I get it, I but the problem is is that with them alone, everybody has one set goal in mind. I mean, let's think about it. LeBron, AD, and even Russell Westbrook want to be in the, in the paint. Russell Westbrook is going to drive because he likes to drive. AD is going to be in the paint. LeBron's going to try to drive in transition, try to take it to the hole. Melo's the self-isolated. Like, who are you going to get that's going to be a consistent range shooter? What, and truth be told, and I said this before, when they initially made that trade, that they was going to make that trade for Buddy Hill, I was like, that is what's going to be a good trade. Because I thought that they were, they needed that shooting, that level of shooting for them to get over that hump. But then when it was remade and they ended up getting Russell Westbrook, I was like, uh, now, you know, that I'm not so sure. If they would have had kept Buddy Hill, I think they would have been in a better position where they than where they are right now. Because I'm telling you right now, Golden State is going to come back with a vengeance. With Klay Thompson back fully healthy, with Steph Curry, them adding um, Otto Porter, Draymond Green, and Wiseman, there's going to be a scary bunch. And then you still got Denver. You still got Denver, who I thought made some good moves too. But then you got Denver, still got Utah, and you still got Phoenix. So a very hungry and a very embarrassed Phoenix Suns. So Lakers are not the the clear-cut winners, in my opinion. Not at all. Yeah, I think a lot of other trades in the NBA made a little bit more sense. I think, you know, LeBron just got to, you know, Car- Carmelo, he putting his boy on to try to get him a ring. Russell Westbrook, um, both of him and LeBron James' style is basically, you know, go to the basket. Now, the reason why I'm skeptical of it is because AD, if you keep him in the paint, is virtually nobody can stop him. If AD stays in the paint and plays on a block, then they'll they'll win. AD likes to shoot jumpers. And with Russell Westbrook going to the hole, he's going to shoot jumpers. And guess who else is going to shoot jumpers? LeBron James. Okay. Guess who else is going to, is going to shoot jumpers? Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> and if I have to sit there and play with AD, LeBron James, and Carmelo Anthony shooting jumpers, and the only person running to the basket is uh, sometimes out of control Russell Westbrook, I'll go with that. And instead of having AD 
in the paint killing you and LeBron James going in the paint killing the other side. So I would rather have that. I agree. When I saw the Buddy Hill, uh, I was like, ooh, that's going to be a serious problem. But they went the other way, and now everybody can't go to the lane. Somebody's going to have to shoot out shoot jumpers. You can't clog up the lane for Russell Westbrook because he can't shoot anything past 10 or, or 15 feet. So I guess who's going to be on the outside? Like I said, AD, LeBron James, and Carmelo Anthony. The West is going to be a lot tougher than what people think. And I don't think that the Lakers at this stage is clear-cut favorites to make it into the finals. On paper, they look like clear-cut favorites. But so did the Lakers when he had Gary Payton and Carl and Carl Malone. And but we they, saw how that, yeah, we no, saw no. How that wound up. Yeah, but the, the thing about that was they made it to the finals, I believe. Yeah, they made it to the finals. And they got beat by, by Detroit. Detroit. That was a better team overall. No, but the collection. What, yeah. yeah, I get that. My thing is, is that I don't think they make it to the finals. Oof. That's where I'm coming from. They may make it to the Western Conference, but I don't think they make it to the finals. They haven't, I mean, I need to see more of it. I need to see if they do some more uh, tweaking with their roster, then I could see that. But truth be told, they just lost um, Andre Drummond to Philly, where Philly and uh, I mean, where Andre Drummond and Dwight Howard just swapped locations. Right. And Dwight Howard should have never left, in my opinion. I thought that was a bad move when he went to when he went to Philly. Right. Yeah, but he learned his lesson. That's why he came back. Yeah. But the problem is now is that. You also lose Andre Drummond, which means that now he went to um, Philly. So if Dwight Howard is in foul trouble, what are you going to do? That AD is going to have to play center again. You know how he feels about playing center. He so, don't. He, he considers himself a, a, a wing player. <laughs> and that's my point. So what are they going to I mean, well, they still got Marcus Gasol, so I guess that will factor in. But, but, <laughs> but my point is, one point is, is that, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not it's in stone that the Lakers will make it. That's where. Yeah. I'm and, 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 and shout outs to uh, Chicago, Chicago for, for making some good moves. Definitely yep. much improved. Chicago going to make the playoffs. To be honest, Chicago and the Wizards is going to make the playoffs. And the Pelicans, I think, took a step back there. It's like almost like a fire sale over there. So I don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, I was I was puzzled by what David Griffin did. I mean, I, he's probably saving it for the future, but that doesn't secure the fact that Zion may leave after his rookie contract. So, like, he tried may, to keep Zion's family he will. happy. But again, Zion's family, they're sitting there bitching and moaning about Zion and, and the team that has, you know, that's, that's around him. Well, that's the thing. So then if that's the case, then why would you trade uh, Lonzo Ball when he was, like, when like him and Zion was real close, you understand what I'm saying? Like, I, I did I didn't understand. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that, Zion, I mean, Lonzo wasn't the the reason why the Pelicans were the way they were. There was a lot of other no. factors in play as well. Like right. they definitely needed more shooting, and they need somebody to compliment Zion in the post, and they never really. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They never really handled that. So when JJ Reddick was there, they was on the climb. It was climbing up. Um, they was on the verge of trying to push for a playoff spot. When they, when JJ Reddick left, they lost that shooting. So, I mean, that's really what they need. 
and, and you know who's going to be just patiently waiting in the wings if they're if they're actually smart about all this. Yeah. The New, which, York Knick- the New York Knickerbockers. Which is why I'm very curious as to what will happen if that happens, how they're going to treat Julius Randle. Why the trade is that? But and what's crazy about it, because Julius Randle was a Pelican when he, before he went to the Knicks. <laughs> so when all that happened and when they got Zion, that's when Julius Randle made that decision. Or, I will go to the Knicks. Or or David Griffin might turn around. And, no, who's the GM for the Pelicans? David, David Griffin. Griffin. You're right. David Griffin. Or he may mess around and try to take R.J. Barrett from the Knicks and put him down in New Orleans. That won't work. I mean, it won't. it won't work because Zion will doesn't Zion wants to be in New York. So if Zion already says that he wants to be in New York. That's just writing on the wall. I mean, he could do whatever he can to convince um, um, Zion to stay. But truth be told, if Zion goes to New York, that's where he's going to go. And if I'm David Griffin, I need to look at every possible opportunity that I have while I'm in New or- while he's in New Orleans to make that team better. And truth be told, I don't think he's done that. Took a yeah, step back, getting Devontae Graham, which I think he's a great shooter, but he's not on that level of um, Devontae, I mean, of Lonzo Ball as far as playmaking is concerned. Yeah, I think uh, I think Kimba Walker was a was a stopgap. You know, he might get like a one year or, or at best a two year, like a one and one. But I think he's only a stopgap manager to put something like I said. It didn't make him any better, in my opinion. It didn't slightly better, but it didn't make him any worse. Um, they didn't take a step back and they didn't overspend. They still got fifty million under the cap that they can that they can roll with. So now nah, they use that. Oh, really? Okay. They've used that to resign majority of their players. That was the, well, that, that, that's not a bad thing. I mean, like I said, they, they stayed pat. They didn't really go out there and spend money on someone that they shouldn't have. I mean, keeping your core is you didn't, you just stay, you just stay put. But yeah. I know they're, 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 they're definitely watching that situation over in Portland very closely. Um, but and they're but they're watching Zion even more closely than they're watching Dame right now. Yeah, without question. I mean, but the question is, is that, and again, which I go back to Dame, like he, he that opportunity was there, and that's where I'm coming from. Like the opportunity was there, even if he wanted to, if like they said was true, which I really don't believe that he wanted to go to New York. Now they got to do something in that regards with Kemba. So the opportunity was there. Um, I, I, I'll put it like this. I, again, I feel bad for Dane because I thought that at the end of the day, Portland would be more aggressive in, in their approach. And it never seemed like they did anything at all. At all. As the, as the, as the hour turns. <laughs> yep. Portland, Portland brass may have a thing up their sleeve. They might turn around and deal, uh, deal Dane. If I could see them doing that before the trade deadline, but I don't see it. I don't see I mean, unless Dame comes out and be like, yo, seriously, this is not working. Unless he says that, I don't see them doing anything at this stage. But he is I mean, not going to be a happy camper. I, I I don't see him being a happy camper about this. No, nah, and, and, and from all appearances, purposes that we've seen, he hasn't said much. It's looking like he's going to try to give Chauncey Billups the benefit of the doubt at the moment and see what they can do. But if it don't 
they don't do anything and ain't looking good the first half of the season in Portland. It's like, you know, way out of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's, he's going to, he's going to voice his frustrations heavily. So Portland, you're officially, you've been officially on the clock for a few weeks now. <laughs> so we shall see. Um, so before we wrap things up, we all know that um, M- uh, NBA NFL um, training camp has started up. Um, the first preseason game is tomorrow with the Cowboys and the Steelers playing in the um, Hall of Fame Bowl. No Watch one's really going to be playing. Who watching? Are you going to watch this because it's football? It's football on TV. <laughs> break from the break from the damn Olympics, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I'll watch for like maybe like the the first. The first two series, and then that'll be it. Who's um, on TV, man? (laughs) (laughs) But we all know all the happiness that's been going on, and the big thing that's been out there is Carson Wentz um, had a foot injury. He now he's out for at least five to twelve weeks, which would put him out all of training camp and probably with a start time somewhere in October. There's been a lot of talk about whether they can get a uh, a veteran QB to come in because the other two QBs that they have on the roster have not had it, have not did an NFL snap at all. Um, there's been word, there's been some people speculating about um, uh, Nick Foles. <laughs> um, and there's even been some talk about um, Philip Rivers, who was with the, um, the Colts last year and retired. Um, so, guys, being how Carson Wentz. Is not going to be playing for about the next two months. Um, which one do you think would be the more likely scenario? The Colts may go after um, Nick Foles and or Philip Rivers, or they stay pat with who they got right now. Or, or, or they stand pat for a couple weeks, and then they dial up. John Lynch's cell phone and say, hey, what will it take to get Garoppolo over here to Indianapolis? And I'd be like, yeah. No, I think that Garoppolo is going to end up signing a long-term commitment with the 49ers. I'm sorry, the face. I'm the better. Facial expression was too priceless. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but we talked about this all the time. I mean, to be honest, um, I would feel bad if it was for Nick Foles to come there somehow, shape, or form. Um, but I, I'm, I don't know exactly where they're going to go at this stage. Um, I don't see no reason for them to actually trade when there's so many available quarterbacks out there that's serviceable for now, I guess you could say. But at the end of the day, it is not my call. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do go after Nick Foles. But then again, I would not be surprised if they don't. I really believe but, that they there are other quarterbacks out there that could probably manage. You know, I forget he's he's the number three QB. <laughs> Chicago, yes. <laughs> Because you got you got Sir Dalton over there. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <sighs> I tell you that boy that Nick Foles got more lives than a cat. <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to go back to the uh, to the Eagles for his fourth step. 
<laughs> and win them yet another bowl. <laughs> <laughs> the toilet bowl, that is. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I, my opinion is I think uh, the more likelier one would probably be uh, Philip Rivers, only because he was with the team last year and had a bit more familiarity with it. But the question is, A, uh, does he really want to come back? <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, he does have a he does have a starting five or starting seven uh, at home. Um, I'm not saying he didn't save his money properly, but you know, the wife might have a certain income level that she's used to used to having, and I'm sure the the Colts would be more than willing to pay the wife's uh, level of uh, income for that one particular year. And then he could fall back to being a high school coach, making three thousand dollars a month. Because <laughs> I guess that's about what the average high school football coach makes. <laughs> you know, you ain't making no real coins uh, to coach high school football, but he can make a few coins uh, if he could, if he could dribble a basketball. Hell, he can make some serious coins in the NBA. Um, quick question though. What about another retired person in Alex Smith? He ain't coming back, man. I doubt it. I don't think a team uh yeah. I don't think a team is willing to take a chance. Because they don't want to be that team if he should happen to hurt his knee again. Don't want to be that team is the reason why he hurt his knee. <laughs> I know I wouldn't want to be the GM of that team. Boy, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> Shoot, that's why the uh, Redskins let him go. They, you know, <laughs> you know, Ron Rivera basically said, you know, he got nervous every time he's out there on the field. He didn't want to have that on his conscience. So, especially when he would come out because it's not so much of his knee, but it's more like his calf and his the whole damn leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like mm, way too suspect for me. <laughs> exactly. That's just a bad situation for Carson Wentz because he just can't. I mean, he only played with one full season or two full seasons since he's been in the league, and he's been hurt periodically ever, you know, you know, off and on for the last couple of years. I mean, got hurt in game 11 and then watched Nick Foles go in and win a championship. Got hurt right in the playoffs, watched Nick Foles come in and almost get him back to the championship. Came back in and then got hurt again, and then next thing you know it, you know, he got his job took it from him. So it's just <laughs> one thing after another. I don't know. I just hope I just hope that all of the, the articles that I'm reading about Trey Lance <laughs> comes to fruition and he becomes the reincarnation of Colin Kaepernick 2.0. Mm-hmm. But the only difference is this time he has a head coach that, that sticks with him, unlike when Harbaugh left. And that's the reason why Kaepernick didn't play up to the way he was playing because he has such an offensive mind and Harbaugh running the show. So I just I just pray for that. That's all. <laughs> I'm just praying for whoever is going to be the um, QB for the Indianapolis Colts um, that they do successfully well so that we can continue this conversation of whether or not Carson Woods needs to come back and take that starting position. So you never know. <laughs> <laughs> And personally, now that I think about it, if I'm Philip Rivers, I'm like, wait a second. 
My left, the, your starting left guard, Quentin Nelson, went out. Do I really want to go back? <laughs> I tell you, man, that that couple mil that they wanted to pay the brother is just enough to sit there and say, you know what, it might be worth a hit or two just to get a couple million dollars. And you know, because he's a hall of, he's a, a future hall of famer, they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to pay him some, 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 some decent coin to come back. You know, he ain't gonna get paid no couple hundred thousand dollars to come back. Nah. Pay him a, pay him a. I say we'll pay you a, a mill a game. And that's exactly what he's probably going to want. <laughs> but a mill a game until, until 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 Wentz comes back. But I don't after think, taxes. <laughs> but I don't think that at this stage they're going to do it now. I think that they really wants to see how their backups. Um, wait, yeah, how to back up um, Jason Eason, 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 um. Yeah. Performs at this stage because I think that they really want to take a look at who they have as their backup to see whether or not they can maintain this. Because if they don't, then I could see them um, buying. But I think they're going to take a fire on their backups now for the first couple of weeks. What's up with who? What was their quarterback's name that came from New England? The black kid, uh, um, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. yeah, where the hell is he? He ain't there no more. <laughs> that's who they. That's who they should have held, held on to. Well, yeah, that's they true. didn't have no faith in him, and he wasn't a bad QB. That is true. They just didn't have no faith. No. Well, you know what? I, I, I say put in it. I'll say let the kid Sam Ellinger from Texas get some burns since Texas want to act like they they're the shit and want to go to the SEC. Put him in there. <laughs> F him. <laughs> <laughs> And um, F Texas. Oh wow! Wow, you really trying to start a, a start a, a, a riot out here, aren't you? No, oh, the hell with them. You know they think they're better than everybody else, but they're gonna be some middle of the pack SAC squad. They ain't gonna see shit of a title no time soon. So you you get what you ask for. So you really you in your you wanna, they were big fish in a small pond. Now your ass is gonna get eat. now your ass is gonna get ate by the big fish in the in, in the big pond. So you're really in your feelings in regards to Texas, aren't you? Fuck them. Yes. Hmm. Uh cool. Drop a couple of bombs on that one. Yeah. Um. Uh, J- J- Jacoby Brissett is with Miami now. That's who they need to trade for. Mm-hmm. Bring him uh, back home. If, if, I, if I'm if I'm Brissett, I'm like hell. It's, it's nice out of Miami. I don't want to go back up to freaking cold Indianapolis. <laughs> But they play indoors. They play in the door. Hell no, I want to be down in Miami. (laughs) You got a nice dome stadium. I mean, hey. (laughs) You know. Oh, by the way, fuck Texas. (laughs) (laughs) um, But at the end of the day, do you still think that it's just, I mean, I I still believe that they really want to prove to see what their backups can do. Um, and who's to say? Maybe their backups perform well, manageable enough so that when Carson Wentz does come back, you know, this season, this season won't be as bad. Well, I, I take a look at it this way. I mean, they, they're not going to have as much time as they usually have because instead of four preseason games, you only got three. So they want to have to know within the next two weeks whether these guys can carry, some, what, carry it or not. If not, they're going to be on the phone with probably – probably River is seeing if they can get him to come in for a month and just kind of, you know, keep the lights on. (laughs) 
until Wentz gets back. I ain't talking about University of Texas El Paso. I ain't talking about University of Texas San Antonio. I'm talking about University of Texas at Austin, you punk bitches. Whoo! <laughs> well, we'll get back to the SEC and the Big 12 next week. <laughs> definitely, because we definitely have to talk about that, I see. Because there's, there's a lot more fire <laughs> going on right about now. Uh, but, guys, we are up at our time, so um, let them know where they can find you at. I mean, shitting on uh, University of Texas uh, football fans. F them. Mm-hmm. Oh, a couple more bombs drop on that. <laughs> Bring out the street sweeper. <laughs> this was supposed to be a G-rated show. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. F them. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, I am Al Qualls. Again, Twitter, Instagram, I am Al Qualls. You can find me on the gram and Twitter, J.E. Ross, number seven, J.E. Ross, number seven. And as always, we appreciate everybody tuning into the podcast. Um, comments always appreciated. And as always, we'll see you again. Same bat time, same bat channel. One love. Texas. <laughs>